everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Playing with Squirrels podcast. I am once again joined by Tommy Avaloni, the director, writer, uh, and various other things that you do. Uh, former ha-ha hip-hop <laughs> performer. <laughs> uh, so, you were on the show for season one. And you had told me my favorite episode. I love. I want to do the episode where Corey thinks he's going to be a werewolf. Yeah. So, since I'm out here in LA, this is July. This isn't coming out until October, but we're recording in July. I figured I'm out here. Let's let's talk about this episode uh, right out the gate. Much shorter intro than the first season. Um, what do you mean? The opening credits oh, oh, goes oh, from right. like that minute long sex solo to just a cartoon of a kid stopping a world from crushing him in ten seconds. Yeah. Well. I think that's maybe why I like the second season. I mean, I I would like to think that Boy Meets World has more different intros than any other show that's ever made. I think it's genuinely every season had a different well, no. or close to. I think yeah. like five of the seven seasons. Because after this, they had that weird like everyone hanging out Chubby's tone, where it was like you know in blue and then red and yeah, all that stuff. That was and then three. and then they came down the steps. And then jumped in the Corvette or like and whatever was the car. surfing song for like yeah, two seasons, and then the, the last two is the when the boy meets world song. That yeah, the boy has. meets world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so that's what one. That's two, five out of seven seasons. That's a yeah. lot of theme song yeah. changes. It's more than Monk. Like Monk, <laughs> Monk had like what two or three, right? two or three. Because I remember Randy Newman was like the, the theme song yeah. for a while. Yeah. All right. So, so uh, but this season two is by far my. favorite. <laughs> Favorite intro, uh, season, yeah. And but the the intro to season one was so bad. I remember it was one of the first shows I bought on DVD. Yeah. And I go, I, I can't do this anymore. It, it's so long. You <laughs> have to not skip a binge, past it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So the the focus of this episode is Corey's going through puberty, but he thinks that he's turning into a werewolf because a wolf escaped from the zoo. Maybe. <laughs> um. As we find out later at the end. Uh. So it starts off. Corey's writing his memoirs. He's explaining to people why. He has to go away forever, and that's when best buddy Sean comes in in his Corey costume, which I thought was, uh... I like that you don't even have headphones. You're like, you don't even know if the volume's good. I trust it. I trust Do it. Do you trust it, or are you just okay with bad quality? Uh, I trust it. <laughs> I trust it. No one listens to the show. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, the Disney hey, podcast, uh, you gotta, yeah, I got headphones galore. Waste, you know, no one's gonna listen to this. <laughs> you got a thing coming out, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we paid attention to the audio volumes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything's good. Uh, <laughs> you were saying. So one of the things that I noticed in this episode that I always missed is that this episode actually addresses a frequent complaint, which is that Corey says they're in the suburbs. Yeah. Which I've never caught on to that because every time that we've done this episode, everyone's been like, "You can't find a house like that in Philadelphia." Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, because it's like. His his version of Philadelphia is very sub suburb, but like when Sean goes with, with Turner, yeah, you know it's all just dirty, yeah. gritty, you know. That looks like a Philadelphia yeah. apartment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, because like it's so funny, like because uh, uh, you know I'm from South Jersey, worked in Philadelphia for eleven years. My in laws live in Philadelphia proper, and he came out here to visit because I live in California now, uh, and he. Uh, he, was, he ran into someone like, oh, from Philadelphia. It's like, oh, where? And it's like, Upper Darby or something like yeah. that. Like, not Upper Darby. It was, like, it was like a suburb of Philadelphia, like 40 minutes from Philadelphia. And like, he yeah. got mad. He's like, that's not Philadelphia. Yeah. You know, but it's like, so I could see a, a sub, like technically where I'm from, New Jersey, is a suburb of Philadelphia. Yeah. And I'm like 20 minutes from Philly as well. Like, yeah. Was, like, Will you, would, are you, do you ever say you're from Philly? 
Only if I'm talking to someone who's like, oh, where are you from? And I'm like, if I say I'm from Aston, Pennsylvania, they're yeah. like, I have no clue what that is. Yeah, but yeah. I say I'm from Philly, it gives them but like a But are you technically, idea. like, if you go to your Wikipedia page for your town, does it say you're a Philadelphia it, suburb? No, it says that we're just outside of Philadelphia. Okay. So we're, we're not included. We're too close to Delaware, I think. Yeah. We're practically Delaware at this point. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, it's. It, I never picked up on that until this episode where he goes, yeah. Wolf out here in the burbs? I feel <laughs> like sometimes they're just like, well, let's not research or pay attention to our own history, you know? Like, <laughs> like especially like when Spang is like, oh, you know, uh, I've known you, you're the same Corey Matthews I've known since I was three. Yeah. It's like, that's changed so many different times. It's like, uh, you know, we met here, you know, like in the show, it's like the first time they're really seeing each other is around fifth or sixth grade, you yeah. know? And then like, I don't, I'm pretty sure that's true, right? And yeah, then there's like, one episode where it's like they've been dating since they were three, and they yeah. show like a flashback to them as children at a zoo. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like that's not true. <laughs> that's the only downside with I think this show had like so many writers in and out throughout the seven seasons. Like it wasn't like how you do sitcoms now, where you have like your showrunner, but you have a pretty dedicated group of writers, or for someone who's watched a prior episode. Yeah. Like, <laughs> It just feels like everyone's just throwing shit at the wall, on, yeah. on, especially the earlier episodes. I think towards the end, they had like a more cohesive writing team, but these early seasons are all over the place with tones and characters. And yeah. It's, it's weird. Um, so Corey believes that he was bitten by a werewolf because something attacked him when he was taking out the trash and the bite's not there. And as we all know, werewolf bites heal overnight. Yes. <laughs> I love I love the logic. Uh, it's such a it's such a very child thought process. Yeah, like I think they did a really good job with this episode of a. I think that um, Fred Savage did a great job. Like ben. Fred Savage was always good. Ben or Ben, Savage. he was Ben. Yeah, sorry, Jesus yeah. Christ. Uh, ben does a really good job of like playing. I mean, he's always does a good job with Corey, but this was like pretty decent child acting. What's that whole like Goonies sort of? I, I never really yeah. watched Goonies, but like. Uh... But, like, it's that whole, like, mythical sort of, like, kid's imagination. These things are real and they're yeah. really happening. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, he does a good job with it. And, uh, Eric. Are you in the Goonies documentary? No, I'm in the Monster Squad documentary. That's right. Sorry. The Wolfman's yeah. Got yeah. Arts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See it at a theater near you. Zach Ryder's in that. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of, I was, I was very excited. But how to do you know it. you're actually in it? Did you ever uh, see it? I haven't seen it yet. Um, Andre, the director, texted me and was like, hey, you made the cut. Oh, cool. And then a bunch of random people who've seen it at festivals have messaged me and been like, holy shit, you're in this documentary that I saw. Yeah, because we, play, we played the same time in Chicago with them. Yeah. But we don't... I, never, I didn't get to see it. Yeah, I hear it's great. So yeah. I'm excited to see it. I'll probably cut this. <laughs> <laughs> Although Wolfman's Got Nards is appropriate to the episode that we're discussing, so maybe I'll keep it. Do what you want to do. Uh, <laughs> so... Yeah, he, he buys into Eric's uh, gourding and, and poking and prodding with all What's the What's different... your favorite Eric? Is it is it dumb Eric or... Conniving uh, hor- Eric? Or horny Eric? Uh, I like dumb Eric. Yeah? I like dumb Eric. I, because dumb Eric gives us, like, some of the best episodes and moments of the later seasons are all from dumb Eric. Him hiding inside of a painting yeah. uh, during the prank wars. He's like to me. He's the star of the Scream episode, which I still oh, think yeah. is one of the best episodes. Oh, because like, he brought Jennifer Love Hewitt yeah. in, <laughs> but like because they were dating. Yeah, he has that one Trojan War man. Yeah, I bought it on DVD and was very excited. It, it's it is on DVD. Uh, Who put out Shout? No, it's on that like Warner's archives thing where you can like buy a DVD off of them. Oh, what's that? I don't know what that is. It's 
uh, Warner Brothers has a deal with Amazon where they have like a huge archive where they don't think that it's worth mass producing the DVDs. But if you buy it, they will make the DVD and oh. send it to you. Oh, cool. <laughs> so it has no special features, but it is a DVD that yeah. I've watched like four times this year. That's a fantastic movie. It's stupid that that movie doesn't have a better release because it's, it's really stupid. fucking I mean, good. Yeah. It's, it's you and me that like the it, movie. Um, <laughs> Unless we, you're going to make a Trojan yeah. War podcast, well, that's, which could happen. Yeah, you like wasting your time. Uh, <laughs> we, like, I have all this time. Did I you ever, did you ever look, it. We looked at the Wikipedia page for it um, the other day when we were doing the Horror Movie Night live stream. That movie made $309 in its box office release. $309? Dollars. That's on a $15 million budget. Three hundred and just nine. Yeah, three hundred nine dollars. Period. That's, cents. That's gonna make. That, that's no. That's not true. That's There's like no one way. of the biggest. It's one of the biggest box office bombs of all time. I didn't even know it was on the box. I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. it got such a small release that it made. I don't nine dollars over three hundred. I don't believe that. <laughs> it's a shame because I really do. I, that's a movie I just discovered one time on like HBO or something. They were playing yeah. it. Yeah, but it was good. It's a very good movie, uh, and he so. Eric's filling Corey's head with, like, you're a werewolf, here's all the signs. Uh, and he uses the Weekly World News as a way to further prove his point, which yeah. just always makes me excited, because I I absolutely used to buy the Weekly World News. Is that still a thing? I think it is gone now. But... It used to be a show on USA, right? Like, right after, like, Weird Science and Duckman? I think so. Man, yeah. I forgot about Duckman. Duckman yeah. was great. Yeah. <laughs> this is, that's one of those shows that I'm nervous to ever watch again, because I have such a great memory of it, it that I don't know It is on DVD. If, I don't know if it would have... Yeah. I bet it's still really good, actually. <laughs> yeah? I mean, I like Jason Alexander. As a duck? Yeah. I, I mean, I like him <laughs> as anything, but as a duck particularly. I have a fond thing for ducks. I like Scrooge McDuck, Darwin <laughs> Duck. I don't like Howard the Duck, though. I don't think many people do. I like the comic book of Howard the Duck. The actual movie of Howard the Duck is not The great. new DuckTales is amazing. I've heard that from so many people. I need to watch that, and apparently I need to watch the new Muppet Babies, too. But. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Apparently they did a Ferris Bueller parody recently and someone posted on my wall to show me. So they keep doing these little jokes about Corey clearly going through puberty more than anything. Uh, and the one line was, you know, he's talking about how he's watching The Untouchables, but all he can think is, I wonder how cold the water is in Baywatch. Which is such a weird... There's like three or four really weird jokes in this episode yeah. that, like, the canned laughter really shows... Okay. Because there's no way a human being in an audience would laugh that hard at some of them. The Billy Joel joke from Phyllis Diller is extremely confusing to me. What one's that? She's like, you've been bitten by a wolf. And he's like, yes. And she's like, you're afraid you're going to turn into a wolf. And he goes, yes. And she's like, you're recently divorced. And he goes, what? And she goes, wait, you're not Billy Billy Joel? And then that's the joke. Oh, yeah. I don't <laughs> and know. I was like, that, that, bomb, that was a bad joke. But what I do like about the... I wrote, I wrote, I wrote notes. <laughs> uh, the Phyllis Stiller thing. Oh, when he says something about head cheese. Do you know the line with the head cheese? Yeah, she says like his diet's going to change, and he goes, "Well, please not head cheese." I just love how Corey is such an old man. Like, <laughs> like he, like not head cheese. There's one episode later. He's like, "Is it wool? Because I can't take wool. I can't wear wool." <laughs> yeah. Like he's such an old man. It's so so funny. It's definitely one of the best traits that they gave to Corey that I think does continue throughout the show is that he's always just like the old homebody man. Yeah, which I love. 
Uh, like that celery poster, like yeah. <laughs> it's my fa- I want that poster so bad. I love you it. Find it. I, I, you can. I just don't know if I want to pay the forty dollars for it when I know I could just print it. <laughs> like, It'd probably be that much to print. That's probably true. <laughs> uh, they actually do a surprisingly good job doing a parody of the Wolfman from the forties oh, in this, uh, okay. with the with the ice cream parlor vendor being Bell, oh, basically being Bella Lugosi's character. Oh. It's very funny enough. Um, so I, I don't. I, I don't have those. a horror podcast, so I yeah, don't know. I love all those old Universal movies. Uh, and then there's like these weird... Like, I like the joke where she says you're going to have a pentagram in your hand. Yeah. She's holding his teacher's keys and it's the Pentagon. And the, and the voiceover goes, ah, same difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's when we get to your line, the line that you love. Uh, we get married, we have kids, and then I eat them. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just... it's Again, it's just like that old man sort of thing. It's like... <laughs> You know, when they, they want you to take the rolls. It's like, it's just like that, like, and then they eat them. You know, yeah. it's just very... And it's like, I don't think I knew that in sixth grade, that, like, what dogs the... would eat their puppies. Like, I don't know kids. that now. Yeah. That's a thing? <laughs> That's what the reference is. Uh, well, I think, I, I, but, like, it's so weird to me. Yeah. Because <laughs> well, it's not a n- nice thing to do. No. <laughs> I just a... think it's so funny. Like, he's just so... The way Corey delivers everything is like that old man style, and I just think it's so funny. There's, I just like all of the weird references to him basically becoming a dog. Like, he says he's going to play fetch with the ball. Eric brings him his dinner in a doggy bowl, which I just yeah. think is hysterical for some reason. But the fact that the voiceover is, like, talking to him, he's like, I thought you said Pentagon. <laughs> like, she's like, same difference. Yeah. There's, like, two or three different jokes, I think, where he interacts with the voice in his head, which just... Further proves that it's a voice in his head, yeah. and he's like making himself crazy. I just think all Halloween episodes for any TV show, like Home Improvement, Roseanne, they're so boy, good. They're, 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 like you know, Christmas episodes or whatever, you know. But like Halloween ones are so so great. It's, huh? it's the ones that everyone I think looks forward to. Yeah, I, I think that they actually did. I wrote down a note that the the werewolf makeup for just a throwaway eight second shot is like pretty damn good too. When he is like it? looks in the mirror and transforms into a wolf. I was like, that probably took a lot more time and energy than was worth this seven-minute joke. But like, I think if it was longer than the seven seconds, you'd probably be like, yeah, it's not that good. Yeah, no, it's some terrible <laughs> special effects there. Uh, the only other note that I really have of like a quote that I wanted to mention is um, Topanga and her costume of a damsel, but not one that's in distress, one yeah. that's perfectly got everything under control and is fine with her station in life, yeah. or something like that. Well, who? What Topanga do you like better? The the hippie weird Topanga that like uh, it, her father makes guitars and stuff like that, <laughs> or do you like the 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 super smart, just girly girl? I kind of like the second and third season Topanga because it's a weird mix of both. Like she is right. like the girly girl, but she does have like these like early feministic views like that right where i'm like i kind of like because i think weird topanga is too weird sometimes right so you're that being just first season yeah yeah because uh, this is still weird topanga yeah she's a little weird but she's definitely like more together right than she was in any of the first season and i think that you and i have watched both the first and second kiss between cory and topanga oh really because the first episode we did was the... Because I think we talked about the weird crowd cheering when they made yeah. out. Well, I even wrote a note how, <laughs> as a director of a TV show, uh, like, for this person, how it's, like, how uncomfortable it must be, like, to be like, <laughs> I think we need to see that again. Can these two 15-year-olds kiss again? And please, 
tuck her in a little bit, you know, and then her, have her say like, "No, you are a wolf." Yeah. Like that. That's a weird line for someone who's a, supposed to be twelve. Yeah, <laughs> like the, this is this is probably someone in their thirties or forties writing it, and then someone in their thirties or forties directing it. You know, like I just think it's so inappropriate. <laughs> like I get that that stuff happens, you know, but like I guess it's, you know, I, I think. I think it must be weird to do any TV show where most of your cast is, like, children. Yeah. In general. Because I feel like that's just always got to be a weird vibe on the set. Especially if it's supposed to be, like, a romantic story between you children. Know, like, older, fat people probably, like, breathing, like, holding the <laughs> microphone. Like, yeah, I got, I got the shot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good kiss, bud. You know? Like, there's no... There's no... Some weird guy just giving him thumbs up from the catering table. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go, buddy. Yeah. Became a man. No one, no one wants that. I think... Yeah. I forget the who parents was. parents are watching. Yeah, someone... Topanga's parents are watching. You know, Corey's parents are probably watching. I mean, not, not even their, their, <laughs> their scripted parents, but now their real parents their real are probably parents watching. Their there. I, tutors th- watching. I can't believe we <laughs> talked about this, but wasn't the kiss... Didn't we read somewhere that the kiss in the episode we watched previously was like... One of the actors' genuine first kiss? Like, I mean, I don't, I don't read anything. Yeah, but. but that has to, like... <laughs> That's got to be weird too. Like yeah. I know that that happens. I know that's a, lot. a Saved by the Bells thing. I think yeah. that was like someone's someone at one point's first kiss, or someone, or that's what the PR spin to it all is. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, that was my first kiss. Yeah. Yeah. That's still weird. I feel like that would be really weird if your first kiss ever was filmed and documented in a DVD. Like how many times are they watching that going? Do you think I did a good job? You know. Like, <laughs> Uh, so what? It's, it's the tuck-in that is like, <laughs> like he pulls her in. Yeah, it's like, like what are you doing? Yeah, he's doing like the end of Casablanca there. Like it's like, really over the I, top. You know, none of us are ladies' man, but like, can no. you imagine your first kiss being the tuck-in? Like, pull me in here. Yeah. Like, no, you're like, is huh. any of this good? Here, yeah, I was gonna say my first kiss started with like, do, would it be? Do you mind if I was to kiss you? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I didn't have any balls to just go in. Like you said, not even just go in. Pull her to you. Yeah. With a dip. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's nuts. Uh, so, you are a wolf. That's so uncomfortable. <laughs> In the running room, they go, and then she could say, and then you're a wolf. Yeah. Like, that's sexy, right? Yeah. For 15-year-olds to be saying this. We're though. saying 15. She, they are in 7th grade. Oh, really? That so is wow, 12. That I'm is in, 12. I'm 35. I have no yeah. idea. <laughs> that is way too young. That's that's younger than my nephew right now. That is terrifying to Do you, me. Does the audience know who, how old your nephew is? He's 13. They oh, right. Because everyone who's listening is related to you. Right. That's <laughs> not, okay. There we go. Um... So why this episode, though? You, I am just so that proud line? of that joke. I'm so proud of that joke. Yes! Man! Some days you just go, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm really, really good. It's, I feel like people who listen to any podcast between you and I probably walk away like, man, Tommy hates Matt. <laughs> I th- the funny thing is, I think you're just saying this because you want me to go, no, I'm friends with you, Matt. I like you. Please, <laughs> Please confirm. I need this. <laughs> You saw right through me, I <laughs> Yeah. Well, I make movies on delusions, so I'm good. <laughs> Here's my, so wait, let me do my notes real quick. Yeah. Like, I like the idea that Sean is dressing like uh, Corey, because that's, I think that's funny when friends dress like that. I've dressed yeah. like my friends for Halloween, too. I think that's hilarious. Uh, and then also the transitions, like that, that whole, like, uh, I don't even know what the weird wipe... Yeah, it's almost like a water effect in yeah. an iMovie. I think, I just think that stuff is so funny. You know, like, I'm not, what, 
What year would that have been when it came out? You know this stuff. Uh, I want to say it was 94. 94? Yeah, like, I'm sure, like, it wasn't as cheesy then, but, like, it's... Maybe, I mean, they, they knew what they were doing. But, like, yeah. I just think that stuff's so funny. And, like, if only whenever we made points in our lives that, like, meant something, that lightning would strike. Yeah. Like, I <laughs> wish that would happen to me. Like, you know, he's like, but you are turning into a werewolf. And it's like... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, like if I just when I made fun of you just there, if lightning struck, <laughs> that would have. I can killed. edit that in there. If yeah, you please. <laughs> yeah, God. Actually, if you want to just like, you should right now. Here you go, because it won't make sense before, right? If you add the the, the transition that like the, uh, the the noise, then yeah. Let's do a recap right now, like a transition. <laughs> make that water sounding transition, right? Yeah, go, to go back to that moment. I'll play the clip again. Play the clip, then with the lightning <laughs> transition back out. That is way too young. That's that's younger than my nephew right now. That is terrifying. To Do you, me. Does the audience know how old your nephew is? He's thirteen. They oh, right, because everyone who's listening is related to you. Right. That's not... <laughs> okay. There we go. <laughs> and we're back. That's great. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'm one hundred percent doing that. You should. It's fantastic. It's. I mean, that's proper producing. <laughs> Uh, and then, you know, these are stupid notes, but, like, I love any time that just brands just say cola. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, and well, I wanted to get your opinion. I have asked you this about Topanga and Eric, but, like, what, I mean, what version of Sean did you like? Did you like dumb Sean or did you like poet Sean? I like poet Sean. Really? I like, I like well, you see, you're only giving me two options. There's, you're missing the middle options where it's just cool Sean. Like, but that's still dumb, Sean. Like, I, I well, don't when, think. What, what what do you feel was the cool Sean? What? Cool Sean to me is like shortly after living with Turner, after Turner dies, but before he finds like his poetic side, where he's kind of just the like he's not dumb, but he believes himself to be dumb. So he's always just kind of like Corey. There's no future for me. Like I'm just doing, like oh. bad boy Sean. So okay. So, so dumb Sean, cool Sean, and then poetic Sean. Yeah, I think poetic Sean's like when he gets his shit together. And so, so like, you're still poetic. Yeah, he's still. He's, but that's that's your pick. It's still no, poetic. no, no. If I had that third choice, I'd go with cool Sean. Yeah, I love dumb dumb Sean. <laughs> like when like he, like when Turner in this episode's like uh, Robertson Crusoe, or like whatever, like that yeah. j- joke from the yeah, he th- sings the Gilligan's Island. Yeah, thing. and he goes, I read this book. Like that's so <laughs> funny. Like I mean, like I like dumb Sean. More than I like dumb Eric. I agree with. I can agree with that. And they really switched there, you know. Like they like, did. someone like, needs a cool exactly. guy. You know, someone needs to be the dumb guy. You know. Yeah, and I think that there's literally. I, I wonder if we can track it down to. There's definitely an episode where Eric. Oh, we we discussed that episode where Eric's giving Sean like dating advice, and uh, I, or maybe it was someone else. I did an episode with someone where. It's in the first season when Sean first starts to notice girls. Yeah. And Eric's giving him, like, a bunch of dating advice. And it's almost like a weird passing of the torch moment. But I feel like the following season, they definitely started to push more towards, like... Really? Women like Sean and and Eric is dumb. I don't think it was, like, intentional. But I think right. it's funny that they're... Yeah, but they it's, had still a not shared a, moment. it's not a dumb... Tra- like, a passing of the dumb torch. No, it's a passing of the... the how girls. to be a... How, oh, to, cool how to take care of women and be a cool guy. Take torch. care of women. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> you said that. And I've only been I've only been single for eleven years. Who would have guessed? Um, but no, um, I you know, I'm trying to think. Like, I, there was another like Sean and Eric moment that later about like after Sean's dad died and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But like I don't know. I I, I like dumb Sean. 
That's my favorite. I, I just love dumb characters when they're just like, don't? You know, like, just like stupid stuff. I like do that. love, uh, it's towards the end, but it's one of my favorite uncomfortable jokes in Boy Meets World, which is when Corey and Sean have like a big screaming match at Corey's wedding. And uh, oh. Corey makes some comment about Sean living in a trailer park, and then out of nowhere, Eric just yells, Ha ha, Sean's poor. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, like, I mean, even the, the conversation I was talking about, like, like he, like, he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, because your, dad, your dad's dead. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, it's like, yeah. He's so good. I love Dumb Eric. I love yeah. him. He's, he's so what the show needed at that point, because they made everyone else smart, and they well, really that, needed that, a dumb that, character. That last couple seasons, I mean, everyone started to become a cartoon. Yeah. You know? Like, I think Corey's like, underpants. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's kind of what I love about it. Yeah, like, they it just, just went off the rails towards the end. They were just doing, like, South Park impressions. They were just making each other laugh. They were just, like, having a good time. Yeah. yeah. And there's something, like, I don't know, there's something fun about watching people have fun. Yeah. Like, to a point. To like, a point. I can't watch Always Sunny. Like, I no, just, I can't. I gave up on it. But like, no, I never even started. Like, I watch one episode, I go, no, they're just trying to outdo themselves. I can't yeah. watch this. But, like, I think, an example I always use is, like, I don't think Empire Records is a particularly good movie. Oh, but come I on, think, that's so good! No, no, but, like, don't hear me out. I love that movie, though, because you're watching it, and you're like, everybody that did this movie had a blast while making this movie. I, like, I, didn't, I didn't get that, It oozes that, yeah. through every shot. And it's know, like this is so good. That's so '90s cool. That's that's cool, Sean. That yeah. movie, <laughs> cool Sean could have worked there. He could have. I and I trust me. Like Empire Records is like top twenty movies for me. But every time I watch it, I'm like, man, this really is just trying to cram every teen drama cliche into like ninety minutes with like. So good. <laughs> and what's so what's so much better about that movie is like it's the rarity to find the the good version. Yeah, <laughs> it's so hard to find the real. Did you ver- ever get that Blu-ray? No, 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 I never did. I got I should have found that and brought it for you. I yeah. apologize, I'm a terrible no, I, I, friend. I, I just. Uh, <laughs> um, do you want me to say yes? We are friends, so that way you can feel better about yourself. <laughs> uh, I just I, I I wanted to buy the Blu-ray, but I don't want to spend money on something that's not th- that version. That version, yeah. Oh, I, I feel like you... I have the VHS. Yeah, that's the right version. The right? VHS is the right version. Yeah, they had that terrible blue art box director's Once remix. Once you find version. it, I, I would gladly buy it. Yeah. Like I just want to know if it's the right one. Yeah, I'm 99 percent sure it's the right one. We watched it for Rex Manning Day uh, this past year, and it was the right one. Sorry, one second. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, we're I'm almost, I'm almost done. Uh, almost. Oh. almost. Uh, my notes here. Uh, oh, so I, real quick. I, uh, now that I live in California, uh, any old man with a mustache, I think, is George uh, Feeney. Uh, and I always go, hey, you think that's Feeney? You know, and it's never. It's just an old man with a mustache. Um, You'll find him one day. Yeah. Oh, and then how he signs it, AU. Yeah. That's that's hilarious. Is it Kilry AU? Yeah, what's AU stand for? Yeah, and I just wrote stupid stuff like Morgan, uh, how Jonathan Tur- uh, Turner came back in Girl Meets World, and what's your favorite candy bar? Yeah. <laughs> and those, those were my notes. Uh, Butterfinger, really? I'm or a, Twix. I'm a th- oh, I'm a Three Musketeer or Milky Way guy. Those are very similar candy bars yeah. too, in well, like overall know, texture. Yeah, well, because like <laughs> what I like about the Musketeer, it's like it's just it's just it's all the good stuff, you yeah. know? Like there's none of that stringy stuff, but like uh, yeah. If I had to do my top five, because you know it's a Halloween thing, yeah. you know Musketeer. I'm sorry, Three Musketeer, Milky Way, 
The next time I'll Kit Kat and maybe a Twix, but those could be interchangeable, and then I'm really done. I don't like anything past You're not that. a Reese's Cup guy? I hate peanut butter. Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't like peanut butter, but I like Reese's Cups. It's weird. Um, so, before we sign off, you just had a movie come out on DVD, like, yesterday. When, when is this coming out again? October 28th. Yes. <laughs> a couple days ago, yes. The Bill Murray story is life lessons learned from a mythical man. Yeah. So I'm sure you'll be able to get it on Amazon. Sweet. Or something like that. Yeah. Or you could just send a link out. Yeah, I'll yeah. post a link in there for yeah, people. Yeah, we, we uh, sold out South by Southwest with our premiere. We sold out many screenings at uh, Hot Docs and Canifer, international premiere. What's fr- great because about these... Because last time you were on, you were just editing it. We actually recorded in your editing room. Oh, okay. <laughs> and you showed me what you had done so far. Oh, cool. Yeah, I... Uh... <laughs> You know, it's funny about these festivals, though. It's like, as, like, where we are now currently, since we're recording in July, yeah. it's like everyone has their little sectioned off premieres. Like, South by Southwest was our world premiere, yeah. right? Hot Docs was our international premiere. <laughs> we went to Newport Beach, and that was our Southern California premiere, you know? <laughs> uh, and then we just played Chicago with, the, if you're keeping it in here, the movie yeah. with that, the, the Nards. Uh, yeah. we, that was our Midwest premiere, you know? <laughs> and next weekend, I'm going to Miami for, I guess... The East Coast premiere? Uh, yeah, a Florida premiere, you know? <laughs> you know? And then, like, and then we're playing a couple of festivals in the UK and Australia, and, like, I, was, I told this one festival, I was like, oh, we're already playing Australia, because that was our Australian premiere, you know? Yeah. And they're like, as long as Sydney, so I guess, like, there's, like, a, a Sydney premiere. It's like, I don't, <laughs> sure. Everything has to be a premiere. Yeah, it has yeah. to seem exclusive to yeah. every person. Yeah, it's just a screening. It's just a screening. It's, yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you again. Uh, it's about Bill Murray's stories, and you can check it out. It's really good. Yeah. Everything <laughs> Joel I've, Murray's in it. I've heard nothing but positive things, so I'm very excited. Well, you've only heard me talk about it. So. No, I've heard <laughs> other people see it. Other people have seen it. Richard Roper gave us a three and a half out of four stars. That's so. pretty damn good. Yeah. What the fuck did you do wrong to not get that half star? I don't know. I guess you just can't get, nothing can be perfect anymore, you know? Corey, get a grip. We're only going to a Halloween party. Yeah, that's how it starts. Then we get married, have kids, and I eat them. <laughs>